You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight, I want to talk to you guys about leadership. Leadership. Thank you, Johnny, so much. You're great. Thank you so much. You see... Every one of us wants to be great. We all want to be great somehow, some way. Everyone desires greatness. Let me ask you a question. Who desires mediocrity? Who desires average? Who desires low or the, the lowest of the low? Oh, you're at a restaurant. You know, give me your, the worst steak ever. Give me the, the worst outfit you have that won't even fit me. No. We always go to, to Nordstrom and says, I have here 300 bucks. What's the best outfit makes me look good? If you're single, that gets you, you know, ladies or gentlemen, depending on how you swing, right? You know, how, how, who have, what's the best burger at this joint? Burger. Last night we were at a restaurant, and while we were at a restaurant, my wife pulls up while we're waiting for our food, the best pastrami sandwiches in Los Angeles. We're looking for the best, like, ooh, which was gonna win? And we're like, which was gonna win? Um, as a 14 minute video, guys, just speed through. Anyways, I started here chewing, and I was like, ooh, is it good? She looks good. You know, I'm like, these, these two are so funny. Anyways, but listen, we're always looking for the best. We always want the best. What's the best route to get to my destination? What's the best vehicle for the money I can afford? What's the best? And here's the thing you and I all desire greatness, we all desire it. I don't care how humble you think you are, you want greatness. You want the greatest boyfriend, girlfriend. You want the greatest you know, food. You want the greatest outfit. I've never said, oh, well, you know, what's the worst? No, no one ever says that. But let me tell you this. We all want to be great. No one wants mediocrity. But see, society tells us that greatness is determined by popularity. It is determined by money, by notoriety, by accomplishments. But can I tell you this right now? No matter how amazing, you know, I consider myself a pretty good salesperson. No matter how good of a salesperson, the moment I lose my voice or say somehow, some way, God forbid, my voice is gone, what happens? My greatness is gone? Your greatness is within you. It's not based on your talents, your abilities, or, or whatever, but it's who you are. You see, let's open up our Bible. Mark 9, 34. Then he came to Capernaum, and he was at the house, he asked them, what is it you dispute among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. That was the disciples talking. Let's pray real quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you give us revelation, speak to us loud and clear. We love you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, amen. First thing I want to point out here, guys, is this. Is that Jesus, he was saying, okay, guys, what are you guys arguing about? What's your dispute? And the disciples said, you know what? We were disputing on who would be the greatest. Who's the greatest out of all 12 of us? And here's the funny part. Is Jesus doesn't condemn them for wanting to be great. He doesn't tell them, no, you should not be great. You should not seek greatness. For the heaven is not about greatness, but about mediocrity. 
<laughs> Heaven's all about being low and 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 sight. No, he doesn't condemn them. Instead, he maneuvers their thoughts of greatness. Here's how you become great. Tonight, we're going to look through scriptures on how do we become great through the kingdom. Is that okay with you? So Jesus doesn't condemn them. Instead, he tells them how they should position themselves in greatness. And here's how it is. Ready for this? Men, it's going to be kind of hard for us. Women, you already have it. The way you get greatness is called PMS. Okay? PMS. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Don't go to school telling that. Okay. What I, this is what I learned in school today. Yes, I mean, the church yesterday. I learned we have to be, have PMS to be great. Okay, no. But you don't. Okay, just let me explain. Okay? For us to have greatness, we need to have PMS. P stands for the first one is posture. Posture. Say posture. Posture. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 11 says, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. My friends, here's the thing. We talked about this last week. The aspect of authority. You get a, a, a really big, burly, like, muscular, you know, like Nick over there. You know. Get a, get a guy who's really, really muscular and put him in front of a semi-truck coming over. So stop! But guess what? That semi will still run him over. No offense. You know, we'll still run him over. But you get someone who's a skinny, really little twig like me. <laughs> I'm speaking in faith. You get someone, you get, you get someone like me, you know, or whatever. But you put me in a blue suit. You give me a badge, and now I say, "Stop!" In the name of the law. Now he just halts immediately. Please. There you go. He's so smart. I love it because it's not about strength and power, but power through authority. Authority is so much greater than strength. So here's the thing they're talking about in the scripture here is that they're given authority through Christ. I am weak. He is strong. And so we boast in our weakness. So here's the thing. Your posture in aiming for greatness, for wanting greatness, is to acknowledge you ain't all that. You ain't all that. You're, you're kind of a fool. P- posture, yes. And say, you know what? I am not all that. But in me acknowledging I'm not all that, he's all that and a bag of chips. He's the guy who's going to make me strong because of him. You see, we are so eager to say how good I am. Oh, I'm good because I did this. I'm great because I studied that. Or I'm great. But the biggest thing is this. If you boast on your own greatness, what happens is, is that you have to rely on your own strength. When you rely on your own strength, guess what? We're human. We fail. But when you rely on Jesus, you rely on God and say, God, I am weak. He then becomes strong. He then says, you know what? A Pharaoh's army behind you, a Red Sea in front of you, like we were saying earlier, he makes a way through a split through the sea. And he goes this way. And it's no one else gets the glory but God. See, my friends, we have to understand, in order for us to achieve the greatness that we desire, we have to do it through our posture, which is relying on Jesus. Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4. 
Let nothing be done through self-ambition or uh, conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for your own self-interest, but also for the interest of others. You see, the biggest thing here is the big word here is this one. Let each of you look out not only. Say not only. Not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Here's a beautiful thing about this. Paul's telling us here, not only saying, yes, do look out for your own self-interest. <laughs> so many Christians will say, oh, I can't worry about myself. I got to be humble. I can't worry about myself at all. No, not at all. Not at all. The Bible says not only for your self-interest, but also for the interests of others. So here's a word. If you're a Christian out there watching this right now, and you've been always walked all over left and right and saying like, oh, I'm a Christian, so I should be walked all over. I shouldn't worry about my own interests because it's not about my interests, it's about everyone else's interests. No, he's saying not only for your own interests, but for the interests of others. You guys catch that? I want to develop the church. I pray that we develop Christians who know the word of God and who can be strong, not passive, not weak, saying, oh, I'm a Christian, so i got to be walked all over. No. Be strong, but not only for your interests, but also for the interests of others. Matthew 22, 36, 40. Teacher, is, which is the great commandment of the law. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law of the prophets hang on these two commandments. 39 says, read it together. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor only? No. Love your neighbor as yourself. And here's the challenge with Christians. With Christians, too many people are all focused on loving your neighbor only. To the point where I got, I'm a Christian, so I got to love my neighbor, give everything for my labor, go ahead and just slave around for my neighbor. Labor, neighbor, neighbor. But they don't even, they forget the last part here. As yourself. See, the posture of greatness is not just giving up everything, but say, I'm going to love you as much as I love me. So here's the interesting fact here. I'm going to say this. For me to say to you, if you want to love your neighbor, first you've got to love yourself. Because the level you love yourself is the level you love your neighbor. So if someone has a hard time with loving themselves, oh, I, I can't love myself. That's going to be a very hard time for them to love thy neighbor. So when you love your neighbor, and that, my friends, is the posture we must come in. The posture of, look, it's not just about me, but it's not just about everyone else. It's about win-win. Say win-win. Win-win. It's all about win-win. How do I win? How do they win? How do they win? How do I win? Make sense? Oh, Stephen, but time out, man. You're preaching the selfish gospel. No, bro, I'm preaching the gospel. You know, it's, it's, it's right there. But so many Christians will teach the passiveness of Christ. God was, Jesus was not passive. My friends, he was not passive. He had a mission. That guy was the greatest businessman in the world. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, one of the next books I want to write, thanks, Casey, I want to write is going to be about business and Jesus. Called the CEO named Jesus. 
That's the book I want to write, the CEO named Jesus. Also, another book that's always stirred in my heart for the longest time is the book called Thou Shall Prosper, When Faith and Money Collide. And so, that, yeah, I'm excited for that. Anyways, and I haven't even wrote it yet. So, anyways, thank you, Casey. So, the first part here for us to obtain our greatness, it starts with a P, is what? Posture. Perfect. Good job, you guys. Second one is the making. Say making. So P is posture. M is for making. What's making you? What are you made of? <laughs> That's good. Mark 3, 14. He appointed 12, designating them apostles that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. He appointed 12. That's the disciples designating them as apostles. By the way, if you call yourself an apostle, I'm going to say according to who? Who's the one who's appointing you as apostle? Casey right now is enrolled in Bible college. Give her a hand, you guys. Yeah. She's in Bible. She just enrolled this, this yesterday. So, so here's the thing. We are not part of a denomination called the Assemblies of God. We used to be with the Bible college called that. Uh, we were part of the denomination, but we are not that, by the way. But I told her, you need to be part of this because you need someone to be able to appoint you as a minister, not just a self-proclaimed minister. Jesus designated them as apostles. So he appointed them. You are my 12. He designated. He called them out. You are it. That they may be with him and that he might send them out to what? To preach. My friends, Jesus appointed them. He designated them. And he told them, follow me and go ahead and preach. See, you and I have to be made. No one just says, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing it. You know, making is a question of who is really is who you're going to become. So when you're being made, the question is who are you going to become? So you think to yourself, who's making me? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Is who's making me? Who's making me right now? Oh, Jesus is making me. That's great. But who's really making you? Because the more you hang out with someone, the more you become like them. So who's making you? Luke 6.40 But everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. <laughs> it's kind of scary if you think about it. So it's like, well, oh, I got to be careful who my teacher is. You know, there's a saying that says that the five people you hang out with is who you become. You're the average person, the five person you hang out with, right? You heard about that, right? I think it was Napoleon Hill or some of that. And that's true. It's who you hang out with. Listen to this. If you hang out with broke Busted and disgusted and smelly and, and poverty people, guess what? That's what you're gonna become. No. But if <laughs> but if you if you hang out with wealthy, successful, fun-loving people, guess what? That's what you're gonna become. So next time you hang out with your friends, ask yourself, okay, you're hanging out with your homies, you're sitting around, you're like, okay, in your back of your head, don't say it out loud. <laughs> you're broke, you're broke, you're broke, you're broke. <laughs> hey guys. I'm deleting your numbers. Block me, okay? Like, I walk away. Because that's the truth. But Stephen, I'm hanging out with all these millionaires. So why? So I, I want to be in the... I love hanging out with millionaires. Okay. You're depressed. You're suicidal. Your marriage sucks. You're going down the drain. Guess what? They have money, but they're all going down the drain. And guess what's going to happen to you? So you have to ask yourself, who am I really hanging out with? Are people really in the right mind? Or you guys coming around saying like, oh, my life sucks. Oh, my life sucks too. Oh, my life sucks. Misery loves company. So you got to ask yourself, who are you hanging out with? But everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. You know, I'm so excited that in this church, 
One of the things that we're going to do is we're going to begin a series called Life Classes. And we're going to do life classes where we're going to teach people how to budget their finances. We're going to have people who actually come in and who do that. We're going to have people come in. We're going to have life classes on, like, how do you communicate? You know, we're going to have life. I mean, this is a weird church, okay, by the way. It's a weird church because we actually care about your finances and we hope that you succeed. We're a weird church. We're going to have people come in here who want to talk about life. How do you go and talk to people? We're going to have our own Toastmasters. We used to have a coaching program called Stigial Success Mastery, and that went down the drain, <laughs> thanks to COVID. Um, but, you know, we're going to bring that into the church and make it Christ-centered, biblical focus. And say, so, you know, we're going to help you succeed in your business and your life, both financial, mental, spiritual. Make sense? Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Without counsel, plans go ari. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. My friends, here's the thing. When it comes to making, to be great, making, the question is, is who's your counsel? Who's talking to you? Who do you have in your ear that you can bounce ideas off of? Before we started this whole thing, before we were first a small little dinner party. Actually, let me backtrack. Before... You know, I'm going to give you guys a full rundown later on, but I was in jail. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, maybe like what, a year ago, and they started the Bible study here, and I was preaching on the phone. Remember that? I was preaching on the phone, and they would record it, and they would play on through a speaker. I would not be here, but I was still preaching. This was back in the days. And then later on, I came back and started dinner parties. We had little breakfast dinners out here and stuff that were just like five of us, six of us. Seven of us, very cute, we were really cute. And then we'd have little dinner parties here again. And then we said, you know, screw the dinner parties. We'll just do online broadcasts. And then finally, we said, you know what, let's go ahead and run with it. Let's just do a church now. But throughout the whole process, I was seeking counsel slowly but surely, saying, what should we do? Where should we go? And so now I have some friends up in LA and Sacramento and Fresno who are giving us counsel and saying, hey, here's how you should do X, Y, and Z. So the question is, here's the thing. If you're doing your life, you're doing your business, you're doing your job, you're doing you without counsel, you may be, that's maybe the answer why your life is not established. So the question is, is who's your counsel? For us, the making of us, of our greatness, is counsel. Matthew 4.19. Then he said to them, Jesus, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This is Jesus talking to these fishermen. Saying, follow me and I will make you. My friends, no one is ever born great. No one is ever born amazing. No one is, except Angela. You know? But no one is like, oh, I woke up this way. Nah, you woke up with bad breath just like me, fool. Alright? You ain't nothing, okay? Read the scripture. You ain't nothing, okay? So, but here's the thing. Follow me and I will make you. Stephen, I would love to one day... You know, be on the band, but I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not naturally talented. Well, that's why you hire Johnny for lessons and have him make you a musician. I have a vision, my friend. I have a vision that Living Faith Church in the next three months, I'm claiming in three months, we're going to start a leadership training. If you desire to preach, let's get you up here preaching. Make sense? Because I can't make it the Stephen show. It's not the Stephen show. This is Jesus. So if you have a word in your heart, I'm going to teach you how to preach, how to dissect. And Katie's going to Bible college right now. You know, it's amazing. So listen to this. We have a desire to make people. You are to be made. 
I want to be a business person, but I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Great. Go and hire counsel. Go get people to make you. So make you. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Say make. Make. So P stands for what? Posture. M stands for making. And the last one here is S stands for serving. For us to have our greatness, we need to serve. We need to serve. You know, I seriously am so fascinated by the idea of suicide, depression, anxiety, and all that. And let me tell you this. The way to combat anxiety, depression, and suicide is to serve. If you deal with depression, who are you serving? If you deal with anger issues, you deal with who are you serving? And serving means I'm going to put something out that I cannot get anything back in. That's real serving. Mark 10... 43, 45. But whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And gave his life as a ransom for many. Jesus himself, our homeboy, came and says, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Here's the thing that really stuck to me so hard. My mentor, he's not even a Christian mentor. He's a Christian, but he's not my pastor. He's my business mentor. And the quote he told me is this. If serving is beneath you, leadership is above you. Meaning, if you can't serve your people, you can't serve people, then you don't desire. You're not worth leadership. That's the big thing. If serving is beneath you, leadership is beyond you. So here's the thing. Honestly. If all you care about is you and what you're doing, who you are, guess what, man? Stay depressed. Guess what? Stay in your misery. And you're going to wonder, why is my life not working? Well, who are you serving? And so here's the thing. My mentor, if he's watching, hey, he's one of the most selfish people I know. So selfish. But you know what he taught me? The biggest thing he taught me is two things. Generosity and serving. And he said this. The Dead Sea is a Dead Sea. Because it's so salty, so dense, anything living in it and anything living around it is dead. Okay, It's all dead. Why? Because there's an inflow river of water that comes in, but there's no outflow. But the moment you get outflow out, and you have an inflow coming in of a river coming in, and a river flowing out, that body of water becomes living water. Becomes living water. So if all your concern is about the inflow and not the outflow, you have dead water. Now what do they call moving body of water? A current. And what do we call money? A currency. So if you want your money to move, give it. You want your energy to move? You want more energy? Give your energy. You want more your health? Give your health. Does that make sense? is the aspect of whatever it is you want increase in, give. See, the kingdom of God, this is a man who's not a preacher. Okay, this is my mentor who's a financial guy. But he taught me those two things, giving and serving. He taught me serving because he says, hey, no matter what companies you start, if you don't have a heart of service, guess what? You're not going to have a business. Because people judge you, and they put all kinds of Yelp reviews based on your what? Not your product, your service. We go to a restaurant, the food may be fantastic, but if their service sucks and I have to keep calling for more Sprite, hello, okay? <laughs> so keep it in mind for all you servers out there, I need my Sprite. All right, so, 
Say serving. Serving. Matthew 14, 13, 21. When Jesus heard that he, this had happened, he withdrew to a boat privately in a solitary place. Hearing this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves something to eat. Here's the thing. Jesus is a G, man. 16. Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Hey! The disciples saw a problem. Jesus, it's already getting late. These guys need to eat. Send them home to go eat. He's like... You give us what we need. And so here's the thing. The way I know a leader, a leader, a person who's an actual leader, they don't bring up problems. They just solve it. If you want to be a leader, don't bring up problems. Oh, Stephen, this is a problem. Hey, Stephen, this needs to be changed. Hey, no, you, what are you doing about it? If you want to be a leader in your industry, you want to be a leader, don't talk about it. Solve it. You want to be wealthy? Solve more problems. Solve more problems. Simple as that. There's not a taco shop in a 20-mile radius. Guess what? Open a taco shop, you're rich. You know what? There's too many taco shops. Open a taco shop, now you're competing. You're not going to be rich. Find a problem and solve it. I'm talking like business people. But you guys are going to be business people. You guys are going to be wealthy. Amen? Amen. And the last verse here, if I can ask Diane to come up. Mark 9, 35. Then he came to Capernaum. And he was in the house and asked them, What is it you dispute among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent on the road and had disputed among themselves, Who would be the greatest? And he sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last and a servant to all. And my friends, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus comes down to his knees. And when he washes the disciples' feet, they were shocked. Because that was the role of a servant, a slave person, not the guest. Because they all wear sandals, so the Jewish custom was to get their feet washed when they come into the house. But no one had washed their feet. Jesus saw the problem, and he solved it, because there was no one there to wash the feet. So Jesus instead went down to wash the feet. My friends, you and I, we all desire greatness in us. And greatness in us is there. But the way we pull it out of us is through three letters, PMS. And through your posture, through your making, and through your serving, you're going to find the greatest in you come out of you. I'm willing to guarantee you that your life will be transformed the moment you start serving. The moment you start giving financially, the moment you start shifting things in your life. You know, I spend this many hours of my day on myself. I need to put this much time to others. I get nothing back. So the question is, is how are you going to have your PMS? What are you going to do to stir the PMS in your life? <laughs> every eyes closed, every head bowed. God, tonight I pray before anything else, God, if you're here tonight and you're saying, Stephen, dude, this is cool. But you know what? I want this Jesus who will take me in my weakness, who will take me in my pain, 
and give me strength when I am weak. That's the first step, my friends, in the leadership in your life, in greatness in your life, is a life with Jesus. So tonight, for those of you who are here, if you're saying, Stephen, I want to begin that journey with Jesus, no one else looking around, every eyes closed, every head bowed. If that's you, first off, I want to have my life with Jesus. Just look at me and just wink at me. Amen. Father God, tonight I pray for everyone who's who winked at me, who looked at me. Everyone in their eyes closed, every head bowed. Just say this prayer. Everyone say this prayer aloud. Say, Dear Jesus, come into my life. I receive your forgiveness. I claim you as Lord over my life. Speak to me. Cleanse me of my sins. I receive your grace. I claim heaven is my home. God is my father. And I have a new life. In Jesus' name. Let me pray over you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray every person here, may you, for those who pray that prayer for the very first time, may you begin to move in their life and may they get the greatness come out of them like never before. So right now, if you're here, I want you to just, if you want greatness in you and you want to move to the next step, the next level of greatness, just where you're at, don't need to stand up, just sit where you're sitting, just lift up your hand right now to heaven. No one else looking around. Just look up your hand to heaven and say, yes, I want greatness. I want more. I want more. So right now, God, I pray by faith, we, you see our hands, God. You see our hands that we want more. So, Father, right now, I declare more in Jesus' name. I declare right now, God, where we have mediocrity, mediocrity in our lives and finances. I pray for greatness right now. For those of us who have mediocre health, I pray for greatness right now. For those of us who have, great, who have mediocre mindsets and, and, and lifestyles, I pray for greatness in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you're increasing us. You're pouring out your spirit like never before. Breathe life to dead spots in our lives, God. And we thank you in advance for what you're about to do. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to one 888 305 2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.